all right so uh, we'll start the session uh, while other people are just joining in so <clears throat> hello everyone uh, uh, good evening to all of you uh, once again i would like to thank all the participants for joining in today uh, taking the time out from their busy weekends and joining in so special thanks to all of you so today we have mr ajim uh, ahmed from uh, lic mutual fund uh, so we've invited him so today we'll talk to him and understand more about what is his outlook of the equity markets and also try and understand that how is he managing public money. Uh, so just to give you introduction, um, uh, Ajim has over uh, 20 years of experience, uh, especially in, uh, in the area of investments on the equity side. And uh, currently he is uh, heading a, a PMS vertical at LIC Mutual Fund. And before that he used to work for ICIC Securities as, as head of equities and used to look after the entire PMS portfolio, both discretionary and non-discretionary. Uh, so he has worked with a uh, uh, couple of organizations at a different capacity. So he was part of the derivative strategy team. He was heading the, uh, uh, you know, a derivative desk as well uh, with ICICI. And uh, so he's an MBA in finance from SPJ and college. And uh, he's also uh, associate company secretary. So uh, welcome on the show of uh, Ask the Expert Ajim. Uh, yeah, thanks, Vikas. Am I audible? Yeah, you are audible. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Ajim, thank you so much for accepting our request and coming and joining this call on your weekends. Uh, so, we keep organizing these kind of knowledge-based uh, sessions for our investors. Our mission is to reach out to as many investors as we can and empower them with more knowledge and wisdom. And therefore, we keep inviting domain experts like you every week and we keep organizing these kind of sessions so thank you so much for accepting our request yeah thank you vikas for inviting me and thank you aaf pms experts india and more importantly thanks to all the people who have joined uh, it, it's a weekend typically uh, you know in this scenario wherein the work from home work for home is very prominent so you know taking out time in weekends is also becoming you know a little difficult so with the you know uh, taking out time itself means that, you know, people are interested in these kind of, you know, products and uh, this is a good time to actually engage because looking at the buoyancy of the market and things, uh, it is a good idea to, you know, um, start looking at, uh, you know, investments as an option in case people haven't or if people already have, then maybe they need to recalibrate a little and then, you know, start uh, going ahead with the investments. All right, great. So we'll start the session now. So. See, the format of the show is very simple, Ajim. So what we do is essentially we, you know, keep asking some questions on behalf of an investor. So we keep interacting with them and uh, we keep collecting these questions. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. these are difficult questions as well. And the uh, idea is to exchange more ideas with each other and, you know, share our views. Uh, so, you know, when you say LIC, Ajim, so, you know, LIC is known for their insurance business. They are known for they're one of the biggest treasury uh, fund in India. I think they've been domestically investing uh, heavily in Indian equity markets. But talk to us about uh, how LIC mutual fund is uh, positioned A and talk to us about since you had the PMS uh, vertical altogether at LIC mutual fund. So tell us more about uh, how big is your team and what's the kind of uh, objective that you all carry and how are you planning to shape up this? If you could throw some more lights on that. 
Yeah. So, uh, like you rightly said, moment you hear about LIC, that is a name that is you know everybody of us have heard at one time or the other. But investments is one thing. LIC name is still not you know up there. Like for insurance, obviously we know LIC is one thing that you have to consider. But investments is something that has come uh, you know uh, uh, to the reckoning only in last five to ten years. So the mutual on the mutual fund platform, the LIC AMC, the main thrust has been uh, mutual fund. And currently, we have close to you know eighteen thousand crores of assets under management uh, as LIC AMC. Focus is on equity debt debt primarily because of the kind of mandates that we are running. But as we are seeing, you know, more and more people are starting to focus on equity investment. Equity portion in the mutual fund business is also increasing, and so is the case on uh, products like PMS, where you know earlier we had you know some uh, institutional debt mandates, but now. the focus is also coming on the equity bit for the mutual fund and the pms so the way the uh, you know the road map for the pms vertical within uh, you know lic amc is that we have already close to 1700 crores of uh, assets 1650 to be precise so and primarily these are institutional mandates uh, from uh, some of the prestigious institutions and apart from that there are obviously some equity schemes that are there for the evolved P- hni pms in, uh, investors so these are the two areas that uh, you know uh, we are currently f- uh, focusing on uh, in terms of uh, the offering that are there from uh, uh, the lic and the way we uh, you know envisage or the way we want to take this forward also is to uh, you know uh, expand our perspective for the equity product offerings that are already being rolled out from the pms platform and also look at something on a asset allocation bit because that is one place where people are still you know grossly underexposed in terms of maintaining a good allocation between equity debt and you know uh, some alternative like gold or some alternative uh, you know uh, asset class so that is what we want to you know uh, this is how we want to take this pms vertical also forward basically to give uh, a uh, a good equity exposure a quality equity exposure portfolio and b uh, focus on asset allocation so these are the area, uh, you know this is how we really want to take the pms perspective forward from lic standpoint okay so i'll come to the question straight away so a lot of you know uh, feedback from in our investors and they are all curious to know what is your outlook of equity markets both domestic and globally right uh Uh, is my uh, screen visible? The presentation visible? Just share the screen and then start the presentation. Okay. Yeah. So, like the name also suggests, uh, uh, you know, the title is bullish but prone to more volatility. So, let me give a perspective, and I think most of us are already uh, are in a kind of situation like this. wherein there is a clear tug of war happening currently wherein one side of the investors or the traders believe that uh, the greed has gone too much into the nerves and now it is a time probably market could correct and then there is another set which is saying that hang on central banks are still very active economy is reviving so why the worry as in even if something bad happens then uh, there is always the central bank and government who are in control of the game and who can always intervene and Uh, uh, save the day for the markets. So there is a clear, you know, this tug of war is happening. The important thing here is to understand the perspective. Perspective at current juncture is uh, very important 
because from the March 23rd, uh, 2020 lows of 7,500 on Nifty or on S&P, the lowest number, we are up almost 80%. Look at any equity indices, we are up 80%. So what has happened is because of this, uh, you know, uh, uh, proactive uh, uh, inter intermediation by central banks, uh, the kind of liquidity they have poured, the kind of uh, fiscal policy support that the governments have shown, that has already ensured a very strong recovery in the risk assets, uh, especially in the financial markets. Unfortunately, you know, the loss of life is something that is, you know, totally missing from this perspective. But this is how financial markets typically, you know, uh, react. The important thing is that 80% is already in the kitty, as in, you know, already people have pocketed these kind of gains or uh, a fractional of that. And, and the problem is that now the recency bias is kicking in, wherein uh, you're talking to your friend, you're talking to your next door neighbor, and then people are talking about stock ideas and how you can easily, you know, uh, double your money by some WhatsApp recommendation. The problem here is that typically in any recovery, this is the phase where uh, we call this as a mid-cycle transition, because what typically happens is all the stimulus money, all the central government, uh, central bank or, uh, you know, government in power action starts to fade out. And the base effect, which typically helps in, you know, creating a, a much better leverage also starts to fade out. So in this situation, what really happens is suddenly a lot of good news are already there in the prices. And after this, when the market moves up, it is not a one way up street for all the stocks. It is not, you know, a tandem move the way we have seen in last six to eight months. Few stocks move up or, or few stocks, you know, say sideways to negative. So what typically we have seen in the recovery of 2009, recovery of 2001, and if you look at the US analog, all the previous recessions also, typically this is the phase which we call it as a mid-cycle transition. The important thing is that bullish sentiment, underlying sentiment is very much strong. So it's not that we are entering into a bear market by any stretch of imagination. The only problem is that easy money is gone. Easy money of, of, you know, of making 80% in 15 months, that kind of situation is gone. So what you need to focus from here on is that this is a mid-cycle transition that we are slowly entering into because the base effects are fading out. A lot of the stimulus and everything is already there in most of the prices. So here the stock selection or your asset allocation becomes increasingly you know, important. So the way you have to construct your portfolio or in case you already have a portfolio, then what you need to do is trigger in or build your portfolio in a way that your portfolio is able to weather the volatility that is likely to rise in the coming, uh, you know, uh, coming few, uh, uh, coming few uh, months. Uh, and for this, I'll just quickly, you know, take you through the perspective because the bullish analog is something that we keep on hearing. It will be a very important thing to understand why volatility uh, uh, also is something that people should keep back in mind. Uh, uh, I'll just take two minutes to explain this. Uh, so this is basically what it is, is uh, the kind of uh, the liquidity uh, 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 that is there in the US markets because these are, you know, uh, prima facie or de facto the market of the, of, you know, the world. Wherever S&P or Dow react, this is how the global markets also typically re react in the long run. So what we have seen over a period of time is that as more and more money is coming into these kind of markets, lost a lot of these quantitative strategies and a lot of these systematic strategies have gone into you know play. So much so that 50% of the US market and a better part of Indian market is also getting controlled by these kind of strategies. What really is happening because of this is as visible in this particular chart is, 
that every time the liquidity or the volatility moves up so this is a chart on the if the values are moving from left to right as you can see uh, this means that volatility is increasing so if the value is increasing from 20 to 40 it means the volatility index is moving to from 20 to 44 so if you look at this perspective it is showing the liquidity which is the blue dots so every time the market is moving uh, the volatility is increasing the liquidity is going down which means that every time you are in a situation wherein you want to liquidate your portfolio you're not finding liquid uh, liquidity in the market and this by the way is the most liquid market globally s&p uh, you know mini contracts or the s&p uh, uh, s&p contracts are one of the most liquid contracts in the world and they are facing this problem the same thing is happening in most of the global uh, global markets and even in india if i have to give you that perspective that trend is already you know shaping up so what typically people show you in the media is that volatility index india volatility index is trading at 12 or it's trading at at a you know multi year low but the problem is that is the implied volatility implied volatility meaning what the option prices are in indicating but there is another concept which is called realized volatility which is what you are actually realizing based on the current you know uh, portfolio uh, current uh, option variables and current uh, market closing so if you, you you start looking at that perspective then you will see uh, two charts one is the yearly chart uh, that is in in the top column on the upper half of the powerpoint it is clearly showing that uh, this realized volatility trend is moving up meaning that actual volatility is much higher than what is being implied by the uh, vix index and if you look at on a quarterly basis this is showing that in last 3 4 months this has been uh, seeing a more you know uh, sharper rise this means one simple thing that is that all the stocks that they were moving in one unique direction now some stock will move other direction some stocks will move up some will move down some will move sideways so this is a kind of dispersion that we are going to see in the coming time and this typically happens when uh, the mid cycle transition happens so this is the limited point i wanted to com uh, communicate about the market perspective that we are still in a very bullish trend the only thing is that you need to be now more or be cognizant of the kind of volatility structure that we are heading into so that's why any portfolio that you create should be able to a withstand the volatility constraint and b be focused on the cyclical side of the economy or the econ uh, the part of the part of the stock market that typically do well mm -hmm. when the you know the gdp numbers or the economy starts to expand so th these are the two you know limited points i wanted to you know make on the market yeah so when you put money in equity market so how do you select stocks so what's your investment philosophy as in when you are looking at identifying uh, stocks even especially at this juncture correct yeah uh, this is a actually very valid question because if this is the uh, thing we believe then how are we implementing it the way we are implementing it and the way we would like investors also to look at uh, their portfolios forget about investing this particular portfolio or not but the way they should start looking at is that if they have two portfolios which are giving same level of return and one portfolio is giving the same level of return with a lower risk that means that portfolio has a better risk adjusted return or a better you know sharp ratio or one of these you know technical lingos the important thing of these kind of portfolios is or this trait of a portfolio is that whenever the going is good in the market like what it is right now it gives you a kind of complete participation and every time the market tanks or market falls or shows a volatile trend 
if the market is falling say 10% or 15% then these kind of risk adjusted strategies are typically fall lesser so if market is falling 15% this will fall 7 or 8% so on a complete cycle that is the up move and the down move you will find that these kind of strategies are the ones which are giving investor a very you know comfortable or a stable feel of the market and this is what we are practicing in our equity portfolio and in our multi asset portfolio wherein what we are saying is that everybody says that you know uh, we look at the uh, risk adjusted return but the way we have constructed our portfolio is that in our uh, you know uh, this uh, creation of uh, equity portfolio itself we, the first level of filtering happen based on the risk adjusted philosophy only only then we move to the fundamental trades and the other trades that are you know important in portfolio creation something similar is also there for the multi asset approach wherein when we have mix between equity fixed income and the alternates we uh, look at this risk adjusted philosophy again and only then you know carve out a portfolio which does well in a complete cycle because we are selling a portfolio management service product we are not selling a trading product so there is a very clear differentiation between the two Uh, what i am trying to make is a portfolio that is a less volatile portfolio a boring portfolio so to say but this is a portfolio which will you know tend to generate a higher return in a 3 to 5 year you know time span which is what typically most investors you know uh, uh, should be positioning their mindset especially considering that we are in a mid cycle transition uh, uh, so this is how uh, you know uh, you should look at and if 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 i have to just you know uh, continue on this particular point only uh, uh, how we position this in our uh, thinking is that we if you look at from earning standpoint we think that uh, uh, current eps of nifty is close to 515 or thereabouts we are uh, you know factoring a, in a cagr of almost 24% for next two years so we are working with a 800 kind of eps number that will be driven by Uh, auto space which has a good you know base effect that is likely to play out the financial space being the index component that will also uh, fire uh, you know good and the infra and the cyclical side will also do well so when we are so this is our active thinking that is telling us to be overweight this but what we are doing is with this active thinking we are overlaying it with our volatility mindset that whatever i do if i am getting into these kind of names then i should keep a lid on the volatility parameter that uh, that uh, most of the people miss out when they are constructing the portfolio okay so you also talked about uh, risk adjusted return so you know just wanted to know if you could throw some more lights in terms of how do you manage this create this sort of risk adjusted returns and create additional alpha yeah so uh, the way the, uh, these kind of you know concepts so we are implementing in our uh, product is that uh, if i have to give you an equity example of our uh, there is one product one pms that i want to talk about is the factor advantage pms uh, this particular pms has been built uh, along with msci uh, for their you know insights on the risk weighted methodology concept and their expertise in the global market so what it, what we typically do along with msci is that we decide a target universe of uh, you know nift uh, nsc 500 we decide 350 stocks are the ones where we want to focus on we don't want to go too much lower in liquidity or into very small you know small cap uh, kind of proposition for this particular product so what we do as step 1 with msci is that we construct or we uh, formulate a strategy in which we look at uh, stocks that have shown a very 
resilient performance and then uh, along with that what we do is put up some quantitative variables uh, uh, to just give you uh, throw in some numbers what we do is people look at standard deviation to understand the volatility what we have done is refined our approach of the standard deviation uh, or the volatility you know the way people uh, look at it and we have decided certain thresholds for the positive volatility and certain thresholds for the negative volatility so what we do with this exercise with msci is we look at these uh, you know uh, reference frame and from a 350 stock universe we drill down to a 35 stock universe and from there on we construct the stock portfolio so when we are getting the first laundry list of the 35 stocks these are the stocks which tend to do well in a uh, uh, they have a, a good you know price performance uh, on the up, up 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 market and even in the down market the drawdowns are lower this is very different from a momentum strategy or the factor strategy that people talk about because here uh, there are few other factors also that go into along with this i for the lack of time i don't want to get too technical on this but typically this is how the first level of portfolio is created and after that obviously just sorry to interrupt one more question subsequent questions uh, question on that so some of our investors may not be so familiar with msci index how it is constructed so if you could just give them understanding about that first and then talk about you know this yeah. process right uh, so for the perspective uh, msci is, uh, as you may or may not know is one of the largest index providers globally has almost 13 trillion dollars of you know funds that are tracking msci indices so these guys are expert in uh, in uh, providing these kind of uh, methodologies that are being used globally so what we have done is use one of their methodology that they were using for one of the uh, one of their largest uh, you know index based in us and other markets and adopted that that in indian market so what we are doing essentially from msci is getting that know how and applying that on indian market so what uh, really they are giving us is the understanding of how they were using in global market that we have curated and applied in the indian market so like i told you what uh, typically happens at this stage is MSCI creates a 35 stock index based on this methodology and with the modification that are given from our side and that index is uh, is what that becomes our benchmark and from that 35 stock portfolio we uh, curate a 18 stock or a 20 stock portfolio based on the market uh, sentiment that we are looking at we decide a more you know focused portfolio uh, from there on okay so you would like to run any presentation for both your offerings sir if you could share more in detail or yeah uh, so a uh, uh, little bit i have already explained in terms of factor advantage pms that is we have done along uh, this with along with msci uh, and and, and uh, the important thing here is to understand why this product is suitable for anyone forget about this being a new offering is it really worthwhile for you so the i will just talk about the key differentiating points and then you can decide whether this product is suitable for you or not so basically what is there in, in in the current market is that if you look at the performance of all the mutual funds or pmss right now uh, most of them are able to outperform nifty or nse 500 but if you go back one year also you will suddenly see that most of the funds were not able to perform well so typically what happens is that in a uprising market because most of the portfolios are running with a higher beta level they are able to generate a better return but in a negative return um, uh, market uh, when the markets are falling then that typically becomes a problem as in you know the, there is a stronger drag on the portfolio also so what we are doing as stage 1 or step 1 is 
ensuring that our returns are very close to the market return. When I say market return, it is the MSCI risk weighted 35. Or if you want to uh, use a parlance which is more understandable, then it is NSC 200. So this portfolio returns will be very close to the NSC 200 return. So that is point number one that we have ensured in this portfolio. The second uh, thing that we have ensured in this particular you know, PMS is that we are using a multi-flexi-cap uh, approach. Um, in fact, flexi-cap is a better name. Uh, because we are very agnostic to the large cap, mid cap or small cap, what we are saying is based on the risk assessment or the, uh, you know, risk, uh, 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 risk parity, uh, you know, methodology, whichever part of the market is doing well, that, that is where we want to be focused on. So currently in our portfolio, the uh, weightage of mid cap and small cap put, to, uh, put together is close to 35%. So we are kind of overweight, but back in 2020, uh, uh, based on the back testing, uh, that is, we were overweight in the large cap and our 85% portfolio was there in Nifty 100 itself. So, so the second benefit is this is a multi-cap approach. And the third one is obviously uh, this, uh, because we are using risk-weighted methodology as a step one. So it's a very systematic process. So any of my biases or a fund manager's bias that typically you know gets into a portfolio maybe in terms of focusing on quality stocks or value stocks, or maybe on growth or defensive. So all these biases are something that are culled out because in the step one itself, I'm cutting down my portfolio universe to a 35 stock portfolio, which are doing well on a volatility score basis. And if you look at the portfolio also, you will get the kind of names that most of us are very comfortable with. So these are the three, four points based on which uh, this particular you know PMS is uh, designed. And if I have to, you know, uh, just quickly run you through, because typically these are the kind of things uh, investors do want to know as to, you know, tell me how this is constructed. So the way, uh, like I have already explained a little bit is that we look at a 350 stock universe. On that, we will apply our proprietary, you know, risk-weighted methodology. From there, we move to step two, wherein uh, what we look at is, uh, look at the factor-based assessment, whether we want to be overweight, large cap, mid cap, small cap or we want to be overweight on particular uh, cyclical factor or, or a value factor. And after that, we uh, go or go one level down. And this is what every you know um, fund house or a, a PMS house does, is look at and evaluate the fundamentals. When we are looking at fundamentals, we clearly want to be in a quality stock portfolio. Sounds little cliched because most of the people do talk about it. But the way we differentiate ourselves is, that we come to it at the third level and not at the first level. So in first two level itself, I'm ensuring my voltage uh, portfolio is able, able to withstand a negative kind of market scenario. And when I'm looking at fundamentals also, the focus is on companies with a, <coughs> sorry, companies with a higher uh, return on equity uh, than the cost of capital. That is a paramount thing that we want in our uh, entire portfolio. So in terms of ROE, the products or the stocks that you look at in our portfolio will be much more, you know, uh, strong. And also what we are looking at, even though this is a new trend that is developing, but we are also looking at the ESG framework to decide uh, the final, you know, uh, portfolio of the stock. So in our portfolio, there will be no stock, which will be double B, less than double B on the ESG score also. So that is a concept that is picking up pace fast especially with this COVID backdrop, these things are even more, you know, strongly pushing up. And then at the last stage, once this is constructed, this portfolio is rebalanced or, you know, reviewed on, on a regular basis. 
based on the market condition. So this is, uh, you know, the typical cycle uh, uh, that is there in this, uh, you know, particular PMS. It is a very differentiated product. And, uh, you know, because this is based on certain formula, then you can actually backtest this kind of use strategy. So you would see that in any year, including the COVID crash, uh, this product has done well over a period of time. And if I have to show you year on year, like I was talking about, whenever the market is negative, if you pick up 2008 or maybe 2011, so when market was falling 40, 45%, this was falling 30% or you know lesser than that. And whenever the market is rising, it is able to give you that complete participation. So this is the you know limited uh, uh, point uh, that I wanted to make about this product. It's a very differentiated product, especially on the PMS platform, because they are, I'm sure uh, Vikas, you would have seen there are more than 300 PMSs already on the on the platform, and almost all of them are bottom-up stock selection uh, portfolios. I'm not saying these are wrong. That's a wrong methodology. It is the right methodology, but because everybody is trying to do the same thing, it is very difficult to generate alpha in the larger part of the market, the NSE 200, where the 85% of the market capitalization is there. So if somebody is focusing on that particular part of the market, he should park some of his portfolio in products like these because these products tend to do well over a cycle. That is a complete cycle, the bull cycle and the bear cycle. So that's why these kind of you know stocks or these kind of portfolios should be uh, there in the investor's booking. Yeah. So in case uh, anybody has any questions, uh, please feel free to type your question in Q&A box. Anything if you'd like to know from Azim, maybe market outlook or any particular question. In the meantime, you'd like to run your Bloomberg software and showcase, showcase some numbers that you wanted to do, Azim? Uh, I thought, you know, uh, it will be overwhelming. I realized that uh, the kind of numbers that it will throw, it might actually uh, uh, do that, this service then service. So. Uh, let's uh, let's not uh, look at that point. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, we can probably take questions uh, on this particular, you know, uh, PMS. Uh, like I told you, this PMS is a very differentiated product. It is not a typical bottom of the way you have been seeing on the PMS platform. It is based on the risk-adjusted approach. It has a very, you know, scientific concept. And from the inception also, if you look at, uh, you know, this product was launched uh, this year in March where the market is up almost, I think NSC 200 is up almost 8%. This product is up 6%. So clearly there is a 200 basis point underperformance. I would not, you know, run away from that, but this is what this product will do. Whenever there is a strong uprise in the market, that is the way that we are seeing now, it will be in the top quartile, but it will not be the best performing fund. But whenever the tide turns, that is whenever there is a negative scenario, like in COVID crash, when market tanked 45%, this portfolio was down 22%. So on a complete cycle, somebody who invested in Jan 2020, and if he's holding portfolio till now, he will realize that he's able to get that same NSE 200 kind of returns, which most of the products are, you know, not able to or finding it difficult to deliver. So that is the, you know, this is how this product uh, is a very different offering on the PMS platform, on the mutual fund platform. There are some funds who are, which are looking at these kind of, you know, focus. But the problem or the differentiation between the mutual fund and PMS bit is that in, in mutual fund, typically there are 50, 60 stocks, whereas here we are operating with a more concentrated quality 18, 20 stock portfolio. So you're saying that essentially it will have around 15 to 20 stocks at any point of time. Do you right. prefer to take any cash call ever or uh, the equity mandate is given, then you 
deploy all the funds uh that's a very you know interesting question because because this is one thing people are talking about at current level but our belief is that you know uh, belief and the experience has been that it is very difficult to time the market if if if, if you ask me uh, what will be the year end level of uh, you know uh, nifty my guess would be you know definitely more than uh, where we are but the point is this is just a guess so when you are in such a situation where future is always uncertain and it's very difficult to you know decide where uh, how much should be the allocation what we do is we don't take a cash call we uh, do the investment uh, as and when we get the you know uh, the the money flow and the way the portfolio is constructed is it's every time it's looking at that volatility mind frame so we know that we are already at a very lofty level so the kind of stocks that might be there in my portfolio which is contributing almost 50 60% of the weight are the stocks which will do well or which will not fall that much even in a you know falling market to give you an example a stock like tcs sounds little cliche but you will see that this is a typical tendency these tech stocks uh, you know depict a stock like ntpc again a very you know a, a dull or a boring stock people might consider but what these kind of stocks do at such high level of market is every time there's a drawdown in the market these stocks tend to you know provide you stability and then you have stocks like you know uh, shaffler india or some of the stocks from you know uh, cyclical uh, space uh, i don't want to you know discuss too much about the stocks but these uh, stocks will ensure that the alpha generation that is required for the portfolio is also parallelly happening the other thing ajim is people are talking about that it's a multi year bull run kind of uh, you know scenario and things are looking absolutely fantastic the earnings are likely to pick up so what is your house views about that yeah uh, like i told you uh, our house view is that uh, even we are uh, you know a beat on the overall uh, market even at current level the only difference is that the better part of the cycle a uh, better part of easy money is gone so from here on uh, the way it was there from 2003 to 2008 uh, it was a very strong bull run as we all remember but in that bull run also there were three corrections of between vicinity of 15% to 30%. So we are tip, we are in that phase so there will be a continuous rotation. So first thing is setting the perspective. Perspective is that we are in the mid cycle transition and in this in, in this part of the market uh, the kind of returns that you can expect from nifty going ahead could be mid teens maybe 15 16% from a actively managed portfolio of large cap you can get a 20% return. but the major major part will be coming from the mid cap and small cap uh, part so your portfolio should be focused or positioned in same way meaning some part or uh, close to 50 60% of the part will continue to be in large cap maybe the cyclical side of the large cap overweight positions in auto and banking typically that will ensure that and the remaining part that is the mid cap and the small cap part there you should be looking at uh, 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 the quality stocks with a very strong financials not the ones which are highly levered up and you know are seeing just uh, some recovery because you know uh, they were so under uh, under exposed or underweight so that is the kind of you know uh, perspective that you should be uh, ca- carrying it uh, basically it, it should be a, 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 a good balance of mid cap and the small cap or the uh, you know uh, along with the large cap stocks with a clear focus on the quality bit and when i say quality i am not implying only the consumption stock which typically qualifies in the quality uh, bucket but also look at the financial side and the side that hasn't performed till now which is the auto space so 
uh, overweight stance on auto uh, and banking on the on on the large cap side and on mid cap and small cap side uh, the the stocks which are uh, which tend to do well when the you know cycle pickups uh, picks up maybe specialty chemical there is still some juice yes a better part has already happened but still there is some juice left in some of the you know names uh, that we can always you know uh, discuss about so this is how you typically need to position your portfolio now uh, don't get into the early cycle you know met, uh, metal plays or you know deep value infra companies or defunct companies like you know what we have seen in last few a few weeks is the adag group stocks have increased their market capitalization to 10000 crore out of nowhere so these are the kind of things uh, are fancy sounds interesting but these are the name these are the kind of trades that you should start avoiding from here on and you should now look at uh, uh, this mid cycle transition by focusing on banking financials autos and you know quality uh, that is there in uh, some of the mnc pharma and the uh, uh, bigger it names so these are this is a typical way that you can even at current levels uh, construct a portfolio okay so couple of questions from some investors so first question comes from pratik uh, how frequently is your factor model readjusted because that defines your universe yeah uh, again a very valid question so what we do is we rebalance this on a six month basis so we rebalance our portfolio in may and november it is predefined little counterintuitive because people think that how can you time the market what if market crashes sometime else but what we have seen is that every time the market crash crashes or market falls or there is a big level of volatility people react and when they react is actually the wrong time to uh, you know change the portfolio uh, just to give you an example when a covid crash happened everybody suddenly reduced their banking financial positions to a very you know low underweight but if you look at the kind of returns that that particular space has generated from march end till now you will see it has generated one of the highest returns so typically reacting to what has already happened is something is that is not a good idea so we are rebalancing our portfolio on a may and november basis simply because we have seen on a different you know uh, simulations that uh, if i have to do this rebalancing net of cost net of transaction cost i should be able to give a client a better return so it turns out that a six month rebalancing with a with a may and november as months is the one which is most appropriate for uh, this rebalancing and this rebalancing is tied up with the msci rebalancing that happens for their global indices so we are not impacted by the kind of volatility these kind of events typically create because we are also part of that so we act early uh, when we get to know the info so is your factor uh, model superior to nifty alpha low volume 30 index uh no not at all uh, nifty alpha low volatility 30 uh, uh, was a uh, uh, in fact pms that i was running when i was in icc securities uh, that also did well it had a focus on alpha that is you know higher risk adjusted return of uh, by looking at standard deviation but it also had a focus on alpha so it was also capturing 50% momentum here in this particular product we are not focusing on momentum what we are focusing on a simple risk adjusted approach and also we are overlaying that with a factor which is inverse of size meaning if we are including a stock in our portfolio and that stock happens to have uh, be from a mid cap or a small cap universe then the weight of that particular stock will be higher than the large cap stock which is again little counterintuitive but the way this 
you know this is how this is differentiated from nifty alpha low volatility 30 in nifty alpha low volatility 30 they are looking at 50% standard deviation 50% alpha here we are looking predominantly at the risk weighted indices which is topped up by uh, the other two you know uh, 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 variables which is the size factor and the quality factor okay next question is uh, should we invest uh, uh, during this volatile markets or uh, we should book some profits and come out yeah again a very valid question so the answer here is that depends on your time horizon so if you bought a particular stock with a 20% mindset and you are getting that 15 or 18% it may be worthwhile to book positions but if you had done a investment say this year because most people started investing only you know uh, after better part of the recovery happened so what you need to do is that if any part of your portfolio has done phenomenally well you can look at part or booking of the profit but what you really need to do as we speak is that whenever this bout of volatility uh, comes you have to increase your allocation to the cyclical side of the of the market which is you know basically that will gain from the uh, overall revival in the economy so like i told you your exposure to uh, bfsi in whenever this bout of volatility is seen maybe jackson hole in august is something that can trigger that uh, pers uh, perspective that should be right time to increase your portfolio there so what you are doing here is that if you were investing you are booking profit in one of some of the propositions where you have already made a very handsome gain and then using the same money to position for a cyclical revival which is what typically happens in a mid cycle transition which i have been talking about that typically market continues to be that in the bullish phase but the more stocks from banking more stocks from cyclical more stocks from infra space or the auto space starts to do well so you need to recalibrate your portfolio whenever this bout of bout of volatility is seen in the market uh, next question is uh, so what is the kind of potential downside this portfolio can have in terms, uh, in terms of drawdown yes so uh, this is uh, the beauty of this particular you know product as you can see on on, on this uh, particular you know uh, uh, graph as well the magnitude of drawdown the maroon lines uh, the, that are there uh, in the graph and in the chart the uh, top uh, the extreme left column you will see that whenever the markets are falling the magnitude of uh, uh, drawdown in these particular strategies is much lower so the way the market is positioned uh, currently is that it is very unlikely based on the current data set that uh, you know market falls a very dramatic you know 15 20% 10% is something that can happen and that will be a healthy thing if it really happens over you know uh, uh, over a next 3 months or so but in, in such a scenario if there is a 10% uh, kind of you know decline in the market so this particular portfolio will be down only 5 or 6% i'm not saying it will be positive or it will not fall it will fall but it will fall lesser and as a result it will recover also faster because firstly it is falling less and typically the stocks that tend to do well when the market recovers from a from a good profit booking trend is typically your financials and you know your typical consumption names which is what is there heavily uh, which is there in uh, as overweight in this particular portfolio so in a uh, so we are not envisaging a very you know meaningful uh, correction so to say correction typically is 20% plus kind of you know situation based on the current data set uh, or the current things that we already know that fed is about to taper in jackson hole maybe that can be an announcement 
and maybe the covid mutant is also something that uh, completely we have not our grips on these are the things which market is already pricing and the liquidity backdrop is still continuing so in this scenario it is very difficult to envisage a scenario that we suddenly see a 20% plus kind of you know drawdown that happens for that 20% drawdown to happen we need something that we already don't know maybe something out of the blue has to really strike the financial markets right now they are sedated with the kind of liquidity abundant liquidity and a very low rate everybody is rushing uh, to equity market to generate that extra carry so that is something that is likely to continue well into 2022 as well so in case you are planning to invest uh, it's never too late it is just that when you are investing in the current at 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 time t which is today position your portfolio in such a way that is when you are able to gain from this uh, you know cyclical revival that happens with the with the with the with the you know indian economy and the global economy so last question uh, ajim before we conclude the session so yeah. what is the kind of alpha that this portfolio can generate over a period of next 10 years right so uh, a good thing is that you mention about 10 years because 10 years something that you can actually envisage and think about so if you look at your returns of sensex from 1979 to today so typically the kind of cagr that it displays is is a function of your gdp growth plus inflation so if you are working with that number you are coming closer to 12% or thereabouts maybe in the current scenario slightly less because both numbers are little low but from a 10 year perspective because this is a multi cap you know product uh, so from a 10 years perspective if the nifty is giving you 12% or you know uh, you know for between 12 to 14% this kind of product will be able to deliver a 18% kind of return on a 10 year horizon but obviously there will be years where you will see a negative return as well that is part and parcel of equity this is how you know equity markets work but in a complete cycle like i you know suggested initially uh, uh on a complete cycle basis this is the kind of return that you can expect and as you can see in this you know uh, return or this model also this is what it has been able to deliver if i look at from a historical standpoint as well all right so thank you so much uh, uh, ajim for joining the call and you know answering all the questions so patiently i would like to take this opportunity to thank all the participant also for joining in i hope that we are able to answer your questions in case you have any more questions please feel free to write to me at vikas@aipms.com and i'll ensure that i'll get all all your questions answered So once again, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Azim, uh, for joining in. Thanks, Vikas, for hosting us. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe and get vaccinated in case you haven't. <laughs>